Hello and welcome to All in Motion. I am your host, Jake. We have probably the most exclusive interview of all time. Ladies and gentlemen, this is number 50. That's right, five zero. Growing up too fast. I reiterate again, number 50, Growing Up Too Fast. This is a powerful episode. And I am very proud of our guest for going in and sharing some things that she'll be coming up on a, another episode too and, and, and sharing some of the, the details. But no, this was a very powerful one. So without further ado, number 50, ladies and gentlemen, again, Melissa Jackson. Hey, welcome everybody to another episode of All Motion. I'm your host, Jake. We are back. Melissa Jackson in the house. Yes, it's me. How are we doing? Happy to be here. It's good to see you back. Thank you for coming by. and uh, I'm glad to be back and super happy to be present. So uh, what's going on with you? Uh, let's see. Everything is going on with me all the time. Still working out for this bodybuilding competition. That's awesome. Coming from being a yogi, going into the world of bodybuilding. It's like two different worlds, as my trainer keeps reminding me. And I've had to turn into a whole different person. But I'm good at. And you still have all your coaching, motivational transformation, all of your old yes. that going as well. Yes, still coaching, and um, I have a membership program where we show up and support each other and uh, do yoga regularly. We've taken the month of June off, but we will be starting back in July. So if you're interested in the membership program, hit me up on email, all that, and we'll get you involved. That's great. So. What was it like growing up in Northern Virginia? It was just kick it off with that and then go back in time, oh, wow. time capsule. Yeah, so so I, I grew up in the DMV. Um, I was in PG County for a while and then Alexandria, Virginia. My parents were cool people. It was five of us. I have um, two older sisters and two older brothers. It was it was unique experience. My parents were lawyers, which was different during that time. You know, we're talking the early eighties to black. Uh, I had both of my parents one, and they were both lawyers too. Uh, so that was unique. That was a unique experience. They did well. We you know we grew up probably middle class. You know, so I, I learned some things. I knew some stuff. But by the time I got to be a teenager, I became kind of reckless. I was trying to find myself and caught up into things, uh, boys and, you know, alcohol and drugs and those sort of things, which I, I feel like some people do. I don't know. <laughs> but that's that's what I did. Um, <laughs> no, we all go through something as a teenager. I, I mean, it's you know. Kinda, I, it's kind of, you check the box. Yeah, I know, right? So I do realize that everyone doesn't go through that. Everyone doesn't go down that path. But, you know, we all kind of have some kind of transformation when we are trying to figure out who we are if we haven't really learned who we are. As a transformation coach now, I understand that. There's a way to teach kids when they're growing up how to understand and know themselves as children. But coming from parents who grew up in the 40s and 50s and 60s, nobody ever taught them how to be themselves. So how are they going to teach me how to be myself? Back in the day, Black people were taught how to be slaves, not how to be themselves. So now we're just now learning in this newer generation that it's important to be yourself. It's important to know who you are. So I struggled with that for a long time as a teenager. Uh, I had a really, really bad temper 
when I was in high school. And I had a boyfriend that was a terrible, terrible, terrible cheater who cheated all the time. So this just enraged me even more. I had a really, really bad anger management issue. So I would punch holes in the walls. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I won't mess with you. <laughs> probably not a good idea because <laughs> I'm still a good fighter. So, so I would punch holes in the walls. And my mom realized that there's holes in the wall all over the place and we had to cover them up constantly. So she went and bought me a punching bag. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of those standalone punching bags. And I would hit that thing every day for years to keep from being so angry. And that was kind of the beginning of my process of, you know, being physically active and understanding how important it is to be physically active to keep myself from being angry. Now, I didn't actually learn how to deal with my anger. I just learned how to let it out on the punching bag. (laughs) Right. So that was the beginning of my fight journey, which continued on through life. Always, always having something to release into, but, but it still wasn't enough. By the time, I remember when I was younger, I would, and I was reckless at this time, my dad would say things to me like, you know, you're not going to make it to 21. And I'm like, what do you mean? You know, you're my dad. You're not supposed to tell me that. Right. Like, yeah, you're, you're not going to make it to 21 years old. <laughs> that was motivation though. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I uh, continue yeah. to drink every day and... <laughs> And hang out with the wrong people and put myself in bad environments. And I got married. Actually, no. Let me be honest. I got I got knocked up. I got knocked so up. So you got pregnant at what age? I I was about 20. Still, that's still not like 14 or 15. Like some. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I'm not that's saying like, you know, one or the other. It's still young, but. So I did make it out of high school. I, 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 I made it out of high school. I wasn't. The worst. I went to college for like a year, but I pretty much didn't do well at all. So this is difficult to say out loud. Like, <laughs> hey, hey, it's not about you and me. Just think about it. It's not about you and me, though. I know, I know. I went to I went to Hampton University, and I legit drank every single day. I had a real serious thing with. Now, what did the alcohol? Years. Not to cut you off. I want to know, like, because you think just kind of numbed you. It definitely numbed me. It, like I would drink all night and then I'd wake up in the morning and take a shot so I wouldn't have a hangover. You know what I mean? Like I legit drank and this went on for years, all day, all night. It just took me out of the reality, you know, for whatever reason, for the reasons I hated myself, for the reasons I didn't want to be alive, for the reasons I didn't want to be here. It just kept me going and it kept life fun. It allowed me to be myself and not care about what other people thought about me. I didn't understand that I could just be myself and not care about what other people thought about me. You know what I mean? I would find myself in environments where, you know, the Christian environment that I grew up in would not have wanted me to be in. So at least if I'm drunk here, then, you know, it's no big deal. You know, I I could take myself out of the, you know, so-called misery that I thought of as my life. And I remember on my 21st birthday, my dad looked at me and he's like, you know, you only here because you're pregnant, right? (laughs) <laughs> oh wow! He's like you. You only made it to twenty one because you knocked up. So um, wow, man. He's yeah. <laughs> Don't mess around with this guy. No, he's he's a good guy. He's a, he's a good dad. I love him. But you know, for him, that was true. He couldn't see how because I wasn't that straight A student. I wasn't that perfect daughter I was supposed to be. So he just couldn't see how there was supposed to be a future for me. And at the time, I didn't see much of a future for me either. Right. Uh, right. 
only future I knew was how can I get that next bottle? You know, they knew me by my name at the liquor store. Like, hey, yeah. what's up? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, when I um, I had my kid, I'm, I got married to his dad because that's what that's what good Christian girls do. You know, right. you're pregnant. You, you got to get married. It didn't matter that he was an alcoholic and we legit fought. Like fought, fought, day. fought. Like physically fought. The very first time we fought was on our honeymoon. And I'm like, hold up. We just got married. I didn't know that this was going to happen. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So we're on our honeymoon, six months pregnant, and he he found a condom in my wallet. And it was expired. And we all know condoms take like 10 years to expire. So I'm like, dude, it's expired. We just got married like two days ago. If I mean, why are you in my wallet? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know then that he was a psycho. And let me let me figure out nicer words. So to let say. me ask you a question. If you were digging through it, like not, not, this is just no, not to bring the past up. This is gonna be funny. If you went through a man stuff, we had a, like you know how we have like you know, the fanny packs the guys wear now. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, that's true. The man, yeah, the yeah, purse, man, yeah, purse. The man purse. So like, let's just say hypothetically, the, the person now is a different person than the person then, who you are. Mm-hmm. But let's just say hypothetically, you were to go through a man purse and find a condom. It was expired. What would your reaction be? Well, the person I'm, now is different than the person I'm from then. I'm not a psycho. <laughs> so I could understand, oh, it's expired. It's probably been here for a while. I mean, it has, But you think most women would be cool, though? Or you think, our entire like, relationship. Like, I, like, I, like, I want to pick this apart for a second, right? No, most women probably would not be cool. I'm, and especially at 20 years old, because I was 20 at the time, I definitely was a lot more angry about everything back then, you know, and... and and probably a lot more jealous because I wasn't as secure as I am now. You know, jealousy was a huge thing for both of us. You know, when you're young and you don't really know who you are, it's it's possible to be jealous. So I can understand that. But the thing is, he actually had to go through my stuff to find this thing. So, yeah, now I probably, I could see what you mean. But anyway, he found it and he... He literally choked me and threw me on the bed. And I, as I said, I was six months pregnant at the time. I couldn't believe that it was happening because it was more like, for me, I'm not that girl who's just going to be in a quote-unquote abusive relationship. That's not me. I'm a fighter. How is this possible? So I kind of lost it. You know, like, who, the fuck are you, who do you think you are? You think that we're just going to be in this abusive relationship forever? This is not going down. So I left the hotel room and walked around Mexico by myself. Oh my goodness. Six months pregnant <laughs> for the Louise. rest of the day. And didn't come back until later that night because I was I, I just You're heated. I was heated, but I also had anger management issues like he did. And I also was a fighter like he, you know, but he was more of an abuser. And I didn't understand that, that there's a difference between an abuser and someone who is just angry and likes to fight. I'm just angry and I like to fight. Right. He's an abuser. Like he will take advantage of someone who is weaker and try to manipulate the situation so that he can control it. For about a year, I stayed in that relationship and we would fight, you know, and he always wanted to fight me when I was weak. So when I was holding an infant child, he would fight me. Now, hey, let me put the baby down first. Then we can fight. Why do you want to fight me when I'm holding the baby? So after going through that for a year, I I got tired of it. 
I put him out. After I put him out one time, you know, he had his own place and he was like, you know, he had my son and I was he was supposed to be babysitting and he called me on the phone like a hundred times, leaving all these text messages. I mean, no text back then. Voicemails <laughs> saying, you know, come get this baby. It's not my baby. If you don't come get the baby, I'm going to kill him. This is my one-year-old child at the time. So I said, hold up, crazy. So I went back over there to check on the baby. You know, hell, now I got to go pick up my kid. And when I get there, I knock on the door. I can hear him playing with the gun behind the door. And he opens the door. And when he opens the door, he kind of grabs me and takes me in the back bedroom. And my kid is laying there on the bed, completely fine, sleeping. And he puts me up against the wall and he pulls out the gun and he, you know, points the gun at my head. And he's like, I should fucking kill you right here. And my response was, please do, because anything would be better than spending the rest of my life with you. I guess he didn't like it. The gun didn't go off. He kind of pulls me into the next room and he starts to hit me. And in my mind, normally I would have hit him back. I wanted to hit him back. I wanted to fight him, but I really just wanted to see how long he would allow me to not fight him back and continue to hit me. And he just kept going kept going for hours at night, not necessarily hitting me, but more so just holding me hostage. And I was ready to fight back. You know, I had a pocket knife on me and I made a choice uh, and I prayed in that moment. And I'm like, you know, I know if I kill him, then, then, you know, I'm going to go to jail and my son is going to have to be raised by my mom. So we're not going to do that. So I sat there and I allowed it. That was the last time that we were ever together. And from that moment, I decided that I would never put myself in a situation again where I was in a relationship where I would allow someone to control me or abuse me or make me feel any kind of way about myself. But the reality is, you know, until you really step into the truth of who you are and learn to have self-love for yourself, you're going to continue to put yourself in the same situation, just in different forms. And maybe no one physically abused me anymore after that, but mentally controlling, I didn't understand that that was a thing. Do you think more African-American, Black women are in domestic violent, abusive relationship situations than, uh, you know, women outside of being Black? I don't know if it's a color thing. I don't know if it's a color thing. I think it's a woman thing. I think women are controlled because we are taught that we are supposed to be controlled. I think that from the time that you're a baby, from the time that you're a small, you know, little girl, you're told about your responsibilities as a girl and how to act and how to be as a girl and how to show up in this world as a girl and that men are superior for whatever reason or that, you know, the man and the father is this and the father controls this or that. And then you watch the relationship between your father and your mother and how the father, you know, controls or acts. So... I believe that it's a woman thing and not necessarily a black or white thing. I don't think it's a color thing. As women, we are taught that we are weaker. We are taught, you know, that we're supposed to uh, slave. We're taught, you know, a lot of the things that we're taught to do in a marriage is pretty much is just to be slaves, taught to how to be equal partners. We're taught you come in, you do everything. While he goes to work and he comes home and he sits on his ass and you do everything and you make sure that he's happy because he's the king. Now, I feel like that's something that is is just taught in our society. 
in many societies. I don't know why they do that. <laughs> but till we get to a place where we stand up and we say, wait a minute, I don't like that. I yeah. want to be equal with my partner. <laughs> For me, the issue is the word need. Does a woman quote unquote need a man to live? The things that we need, we do need relationship. I do think companionship is good. I do think we need people in our life. Uh, but to say that someone needs uh, a marriage it's just the word need, but to have a desire to be with the same person forever or to be in a relationship with someone that you love forever, I think that that's a good thing. I think that that's okay. I think it's okay to want to be in a relationship with someone forever. It's just that I, I don't know if people need each other. I don't know if people can't live. I think that people will survive. I saw a statistic years ago where, so married men Married women don't live as long as single women. And married men live longer than single men. According to that statistic, women do better when they are single. And men do better when they are married. According to that statistic. But I think that that's just because of this whole idea that women have been taught to be in relationships and give themselves a way in the relationship versus people coming to relationships and just being partners and coming together as partners. One person not controlling the other, whether it's the man controlling the woman or, or, you know, or vice versa, you know, people not trying to control each other, people not trying to fulfill what the person is lacking from their relationship that they had with their parent. That's the reason why people come in relationships a lot of times. It's like, well, you know, my daddy didn't give me this, so I'm going to get it from you. Or my mom didn't give me this, so now you get to be my mom. Well, I don't want to be your mom. <laughs> mm. I don't want to be your mom. Mm. And depending on the relationship dynamic that you choose, the relationship dynamic that you have with your partner, you could very well be showing up as that person's mom and caretaking and caretaking them to death for the rest of their life instead of two independent people coming together and creating something together. Life is about creating. That's the thing that I didn't understand when I was in that depression and dark state that I've had multiple times in my life is that life is a creation of what you believe it is. And if you're not creating your life to be what you want it to be, then you're basically just you're just showing up every day for whatever things that have happened to you in the past. They're going to keep continuing to happen and recurring because that's what you believe. So your relationships are just a result of what you believe you deserve. So until you woman up or man up and you choose to create the life that you want, your relationships are always going to be a result of your past. So the trick is figure out what you want. Focus on that. All your thoughts and ideas and prayers and actions are towards that. And then you can have a good relationship or a good lifestyle based on what you now believe you deserve. Women who say that they don't need a man, that's a choice that they've made. We just talked about this a lot before we came on, is that I believe everyone has the right to choose what they want to do with their life. And the people around them should let them go and let them live their life the way they choose. So if a woman decides that she doesn't want to have a man, that is on her, is her choice. And if she's teaching other people that, it's on them to listen. But the reality is we all, all have the, the option to choose who we want to be, how we want to be, and how we want to show up in the world.
And when I was at a place in my life, when I was at my lowest, and I was literally drinking a fifth of vodka every single night, I just made a choice. One day I woke up and said, in 10, 20 years, I don't want to be like this. This is not who I want to be when I die. This There's places I want to go, people I want to meet, things I want to see, things I want to do. And I had to make a choice to be different. I smoked cigarettes every day for 10 years, a pack a day. One day I made a choice. You know what? I, I can't be like this. I don't want to be like this anymore. So I stopped doing it. So we all have that choice in life to be who we want to be. And if you're in a place in your life and you don't like who you are, you need to change it. (laughs) You know, like I can't change it for you. And there's no amount of me talking to you to death that's going to change it. You have to make a choice in your head to be different. And this is the choice that these women have made based on something that they've been through. Mm. Probably some pain that they've been through. Maybe they had bad, bad daddy relationships or significant others. Who knows? But once they realize that they could be independent and they said they don't need anybody anymore, that's a choice. And I can't be mad at it. All right. Lastly, here, uh, one or two more here and we'll close it up. The, you know, we speak a lot about, you know, mental health here on All Motion. Why do you and everything that you do, what advice would you give someone that's out there really struggling, going through, you know, suffer from, you know, bipolar or, or schizophrenia or something like that? But then also there's people, you know, they don't have mental health that are just depressed that, you know, unfortunately in our country today that commit suicide. So what, what, what would you, what advice would you give to someone that's out there just really struggling? That, that, struggling you know, with life in general, yeah. right? So I kind of have this theory that we're all trying to get back to balance, trying to get to the middle. So like there's this spectrum where you can be either at one extreme or the other extreme. You could all the way too fat or all the way too skinny. And you're always trying to get to the middle. And then when you have like a mental disorder, bipolar or something like that, you've just become to an extreme. You've taken yourself off the deep end and you're struggling to get back to the middle mentally. And there's a lot of tools that you can implement to get yourself back to the middle. And some people, they do medication. I don't really do medication, but there's natural medications. There's meditation. There's movement that you can do, work out every day. A lot of people start working out every day and they get rid of their depression. You release that serotonin and oxytocin. Feel a good, natural. Exactly. Do things that make you feel good. If you're depressed, it's because you're focusing on everything that makes you feel like shit. (laughs) I mean, that's true. That's all you think about. Yeah. So you have to start saying, what will make me happy? What do I want to do? What will bring a smile to my face? What brings me joy? And start focusing on those things that bring you joy. Because if you focus on what brings you pain, you will get more pain. And if you focus on what brings you joy, you will get more joy. And sometimes that is difficult once you get to a place of depression, severe depression. It's difficult to see things on the other side. But you find you a good friend who is who can help you to lift yourself up. You get you a coach, call me, get you a therapist. You find people to talk to, put yourself in a group, get yourself around people. A lot of times too, when people are depressed, you become reclusive. It's just you. It's you and the wall and the dark. And you're like, why do I feel this way? Because you need to be around people. Someone, something, do something that makes you happy. Do something to feel good. 
have sex. It always makes me feel better. These kind of things, they they just make you feel good. Like for some reason, I know in some environments we're taught all these things that make us feel good are bad. Right. And I don't mean go do drugs all day, you know, oh, but I, if I, if I want to feel good, then I'll just drink all day. But that's not really true. Drinking doesn't actually make you feel good all day. It numbs you. To, to keep you from feeling the pain. What you do is you find something that, that legit makes you feel good. It could, you don't want to depend on anything, but that's why you have a wide range of things. Get you a hobby. All these things are good for mental health. It's when you're sitting in that dark room alone, not doing anything that makes you happy, that makes it worse. And lastly, how can people reach out to you? Best way to reach out to me is call me. <laughs> so you can find me on Instagram You can find me on Facebook I have a website MelissaJackson.com M-A-L-Y-S-S-A J-A-C-K-S-O-N.com Linktree too I have people that are interested in your I services I got Linktree on uh, Yeah and that's on Instagram It's on Facebook Send me an email MelissaHJackson at Gmail But yeah I'm here I'm around Real cool. easy to find. And and Jake is going to have me on here again, so. Yeah, exactly. And uh, make sure, you know, definitely we have the competition coming up in October, right? Yes, the bodybuilding competition coming up. So so I've been saying this lately. I don't, I don't know if it'll be the one in Miami in October. So I'm still trying to figure that out because I'm still here and I've been here for a while helping out my dad. Mm-hmm. So we'll see which one it is, but I'm still training for it. I'll update you with the exact competition when I'm figure out what that is. <laughs> right. Well, no, we appreciate your time and uh, coming through and uh, look forward to speaking to you again soon. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Take care. I love being here. All right. We love you too. <laughs> Have a good one. Bye. Thank you again, Melissa, for taking the time out of your day to stop by the AIM office and share that powerful interview. We can't wait to have you back on from all of us at AIM. I personally, Jake, Jacob Harrison, want to say thank you all for taking the time to invest your time uh, to listen in. As we get better and grow, uh, we need your support. We respect your support. And I just want to say, again, thank you, Scar City, for everything you've done. And all the listeners out there, please be sure to tune in. Again, this is our 50th episode. uh, And I just want to say thank you again. And God bless and be safe.